I'm Aiden Matthews. And I'm Zack Snyder. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. The show where we listen to a hundred gecks. Let's go. I think we had, didn't we make a gex joke last time we recorded the podcast? Like, oh. All the way back? But it wasn't a hundred gecks. It, it wasn't a hundred gecks. We've evolved. <laughs> we've grown since then. It's been several yeah. months, so now we've upgraded to a hundred gecks. <laughs> hundred gecks. Yeah. That's fair. What's like your top three hundred gecks? Top three hundred gecks songs? Like, for the listeners at home. Like, I, I dead ass have that uh okay. obviously money machine right right i mean you know you can't you can't go wrong with that one and then hand crushed by a mallet hmm. that should go hard and then ringtone is the third one but like not the original the remix featuring charlie xcx and carol bonita Ooh, okay. So <laughs> that one actually sounds good. That actually oh might God. be my favorite. <laughs> that one sounds like there's there's work put into that one. <laughs> well, they you don't they just came get out Charlie XCX for free. Like that takes some work. Yeah. Well, they came out with a 2019 album, and that album got big. And then they were like, "Well, let's take all those songs and then remix them with a bunch of other like alternative uh, hyper pop creators." And, uh, and, uh, and they got all kinds of people on this album. That seems to be the trend. Uh, yeah. Doja Cat did that with Say So. Getting mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj. Uh, Jack Harlow did that with Poppin'. Just throwing on random, random homies. Uh, if you're a new artist and you can get one little viral hit, the next the next thing to do is to get a remix of that with somebody. <laughs> Lil Nas X did it like crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus probably benefited more from that deal than he did. Oh, 100%. Are you kidding me? Because, like, he went from no relevance to relevance. Like, yeah. Like that. He went from so. Miley Cyrus's dad to, oh, that's right, he did be singing at some point, though. Yeah. Good for him, man. Hope he listens to the podcast. Billy Ray, if you're listening to this, hit a boy up. We'd love yeah, to have I, I, I definitely want my mullet back. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, Aiden did veto this being the Hunter Gex podcast um, a couple months ago. So instead, we got to talk about YouTube related stuff because, you know, that's what the podcast is. YouTube's basically the 100 Gex of the social media world, I think. So I, it all kind of ties in. I, I have to, I, I, I feel like that's more of TikTok's lane. But. You know, I, I guess, think there's, you know? I think there's yeah. some argument for it to be YouTube. Hundred Gex hadn't gotten banned yet, you know. <laughs> That's I don't feel true. Like... <laughs> right when they get banned, <laughs> maybe. But that's all kind of TikTok known for right now. That's so. true. Whatever. Anyway, what are, what are we what are we going to be talking about today, Zach? So it's been a couple months since we put out an episode. You know, you know how we do on this podcast. Every three months, we have a break that comes out of nowhere. So we got some more YouTube-related news. We're going to oh. be talking about the good old changes to the YouTube terms of service. We got some Twitch-related news. A lot, a lot of people getting some DMCA claims on Twitch. Very and, uh, and with that comes a, a slew of, of craziness. Uh, we're going to be talking about Monster Cat, uh, a music service. 
that was was going to give Twitch affiliate status to to brand new creators if you bought their subscription service, but now they're not. Uh? <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> what? It's wild. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about all that kind of stuff. But first, uh, we got some changes to the podcast. We do. Some format changes, which wasn't that long ago when we changed the format. I, I'm well nah, aware. It wasn't. Uh, but you got to keep in mind that, that every time this happens, uh, usually the, the seed is kind of planted months before that, mm-hmm. that this probably isn't working. Uh, but being that Zach and I are uh, phenomenally slow at implementing changes like this, um, it, it takes a lot longer than probably most people would think it would, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, for sure. But what's what's the big change? What's the big change, Zachary? So I guess the big change is in the past, we've kind of done this thing where we've had a main topic and then we've talked about our week on YouTube, trademark. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not that we're not going to be doing that going forward, but we're kind of not going to be doing that going forward. Uh, we're still going to talk about our week on YouTube trademark, uh, as, as we have stuff to talk about and we're going to still have topics occasionally, but what we've came to realize is since we've done this, this podcast for like three years, And we still have a lot of growth on our side of the table to do as far as creators on these different platforms that we've ran out of big major topics that make up two hour episodes uh, that we have experience in. that we have major experience in. Right. Right. Like we've talked about, we could talk about monetization. We could talk about YouTube taxes. We could talk about, you know, analytics these kind of things and it's like sure we could uh brand deals but it's like we we want to make sure that we have more experience on our side of the 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 thing before we go and try to talk about it in depth like we know 100 percent what we're talking about because you know going into this podcast we had a few years of youtube related experience that you know, has facilitated, uh, what I, what I like to think a lot of great content out of this, this podcast. Um, but what we've realized is that we still have a lot to do. Like the, you know, we, we, we say it all the time that a lot of this takes patience and time. And so we've, we've got to figure out, you know, what we're doing with our own creative projects and stuff over time before we can, dig into those bigger topics. So what this means from a practical level is a couple of things. Um, number one, we're going back to just one episode a week. There yeah. isn't going to be a, a your week on YouTube episode and then a topic episode like we had been doing for a while. We're now going back down one episode a week. That's the first major thing. The other thing, and this kind of ties into what Zach just said there, we are still going to be doing your week on YouTube stuff when it is relevant, and we are still going to do topic stuff when it is relevant, but we're probably not going to be having these big, long discussions, especially about things that we haven't 100% learned or picked up on yet. So what that means from a practical podcast perspective is that there's going to be one episode a week, but they're also going to be shorter as mm-hmm. well. 
So we're talking 30 minutes, 45 minutes from here on out, and potentially shorter. It could be 25 minutes one week, you know? Like, we're not promising one length or another here. The the important thing to note is that they're probably just going to be shorter episodes going forward just because we don't feel comfortable dedicating hours of time to a particular topic or issue, and we might not have anything to talk about in, in that week anyway. So now we're just kind of combining it all, one-week episodes, anywhere between 30, 45 minutes or so. Could be a little bit longer, could be a little bit shorter, but generally shorter, if that makes right. sense. What we're hoping is that every episode going forward is that number one, you'll you'll get more consistency from us. You'll have an episode every week. And then number two, the stuff that we're talking about will be relevant either to our personal lives and creative careers. And hopefully you can get some kind of value through our experience. Or we can be topical if there's some kind of big news related thing. Instead of doing like what we're going to do today where we're talking about three separate news related issues. Like we could just talk about one of them that particular week because that is when it's relevant and you'll get it a lot sooner than two months later or whatever that may be. Basically there is no hard and fast format. It could be week on YouTube. It could be news. It could be topic. It could be random. Like it could be anything, uh, but it's going to be in a, in a shorter chunk and hopefully it'll deliver a lot more. The other big thing that I forgot to mention is from an editing perspective. So you guys are still going to be getting the podcast on all the different podcast platforms. That's always our top priority. Uh, But as for the YouTube audience, we still wanted to give you guys these podcast episodes, but I think Zach had something he wanted to say regarding the editing of them visually. Right. So visually what we've done in the past is I've had like different title cards that say, Here's the time where Aiden's talking about his week on YouTube. Here's the time where I'm talking about my week. Here's the main topic. Here's the outro. Um, Instead of doing these different title cards, just because that does take time away from, you know, all of our other stuff that we do, we're just going to have our thumbnail be the the main video format of the entire video. And that, that way you guys still get the podcast on YouTube. You still have a place to put comments down if you want to do it that way. Like I know so many of you guys do, um, but we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on the production end with the editing when like this is a podcast. It's about the audio anyways. Right. And we've come to learn that we do have an audience elsewhere on podcast platforms that don't even get to see the video version anyway. So it really made no sense to go like above and beyond for the five or six people who listen to the podcast on YouTube. And we're cool with whichever platform you listen to it on. But again, from a production standpoint, really trying to simplify things, really trying to get things out quicker. Mm -hmm. And hey, since we don't really have a hard and fast format anyway, even if Zach wanted to do the title cards, we really couldn't regardless because it'll change so often week to week. Exactly. Exactly. And, and like, I, I'd honestly rather spend that time, like, getting better at audio engineering and, like, making sure that the audio of the podcast is better sounding rather than, like, the visual format on a YouTube channel that is getting significantly less views than the podcast platforms. 
it's just reshifting of priorities, trying to do what makes sense to me and Zach, as well as, you know, also making it fun again. Exactly. Exactly. A lot, a lot of the podcast has very much gotten in to very depressing stuff and long winded stuff and these big ideological debates back and forth. And sometimes we even have them in comments and stuff. Uh, originally, the episode that was going to go out next, the original episode 62, was talking about mine and Zach's mindset shifts. Uh, and it was like an hour or two hours long. And we were basically like talking about our problems and complaining and all this sort of stuff. And we were like, you know what? Let's not even let's not even bother releasing it and just go at it from a fresh perspective. Give you something smaller. Give you something a little bit more positive. Simplify things down a good bit and make it easier to listen to. And I think this these changes, uh, they might be a little disappointing at first. Long term, I think it's the really smart decision. Agreed. One hundred percent agreed. So yeah, just to recap. One episode a week. We're not doing the whole your week on YouTube and topic thing anymore. There's no format, really. It's simplified down. 30 minutes per episode, maybe a little longer, maybe a little less. And from a visual perspective, there's not going to be a lot on screen other than like the thumbnail. And that'll probably be it, just because we want to focus more on the audio platforms. But it's still going to be about YouTube. It's still going to be this typical podcast. Me and Zach are still going to talk. And hopefully we'll be able, because of all that, to get you episodes quicker, faster, and of a more fun and lighthearted quality. Exactly. You're still going to get all of our all of our quirky banter. You're still going to get all of our talking about our problems. You know, that stuff's not going to change <laughs> over yeah. time. But it, it's just going to be a, a, a small little format change. You guys are, it's essentially the same podcast. Just, uh. Just format it a little differently. Yep. I agree. We'll still be Speaking reading your of, comments as well. So don't. Oh, 100%. You know, yeah. The email continue. is still up. The comments are still up. You can still suggest shit, but just mm-hmm. don't expect it to be hour long deep dive topics and more of like, we're going to read your comment, give you our thoughts. And if it is something we could dive deeper into, we will. Exactly. Um, so that aspect doesn't change as well. Speaking of things that don't change. Yeah. Our great friends, <laughs> our lifelong compatriots, our soul animal. Yes. Awesome Creator Academy has once again come through, you know, regardless of any format changes, <laughs> the the value of this sponsor doesn't change. Regardless. Not at all. Not so, at all. Let me tell you a little bit about our sponsor today is the Awesome Creator Academy with the ever-popular YouTube Starter Kit. If you're getting started on YouTube and you have a little bit of money to throw around, you know, Black Friday, holiday season, got a little bit of cheddar in the yeah, bank, boy. be a good time. Why not go ahead and check out the YouTube Starter Kit? For $99, you get over $1,500 of value and dozens of downloads from templates for advanced YouTube thumbnails, channel artwork, ink cards, lower thirds, royalty-free background music, fonts, and more. Pay one price and have unlimited access to future downloads as they come out. So check out the link in the description or the show notes. And in doing so, you'll be supporting another YouTube podcast. It's pretty but odd. of course, if you don't have $100, we get it. 
Trust me. We get it. Uh, you can still support the podcast through Anchor. So go to anchor.fm slash another dash YouTube dash podcast. You can decide to support us financially at $1, $5, or $10 a month. And we'll even read your name on the podcast. That has also not changed. I agree. So, you know, we want to we want to continue to do the podcast in the long term, obviously. That's why we be making these different changes. Um, but your financial support definitely helps us if you decide to do so. And a little bit of a note, I know sometimes in the past that link uh, for the Awesome Creator Academy hadn't always like 100% been there either on time, either because Zach forgets or I haven't updated it on one form or another. But I think since the last time we've talked every episode where we've at least mentioned it, they're there. It's put there. It's like one of the top links. And I think the descriptions in general are all around a little bit easier to read. So it's easier to like spot it, click on it and move on, on your merry way. So, uh, yeah, hopefully it'll, it'll be a bit easier to find from, uh, from a personal note. I know that's something I, I wanted to do because I like detail oriented stuff like this and, uh, the YouTube starter kit is right up my alley for stuff like that. Definitely. Cool. So thanks for being the sponsor. Thanks for you guys to listen to us and our crazy format changes. And without any further ado, let's get in to the YouTube news. Heck yeah, boy. I still want like a little jingle for it, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> like boo 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 YouTube, no. Maybe but, not. Bum, 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 ba, da, 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 da. <laughs> Something real chaotic, right? Like, just fucking. Yeah, I'll just get a little old segment from a 100 Gags song. Throw <laughs> it in there. Good to go. They won't mind. They won't so, mind. Really first cool. up on the YouTube news docket is YouTube related. They, they updated their terms of service. Ew, nasty. I know. But uh, it, it actually affects people. It actually affects us for once in a in a, in a while. Um, you wanna you wanna you wanna get into that? Sure. So, got a little fresh email from from YouTube. I actually heard about this on Twitter first, but I'm gonna be reading off the email just because it's a lot more put together and easier to read. IMO. Mm-hmm. So they're like, hey, we're updating our terms of service to clarify terms for some users. So there were three main bullet points, uh, and one of them turns out to be a lot crazier than the other two. But we'll start off with the simple stuff first. So up first on the docket, we got facial recognition restrictions. The terms of service already state that you cannot collect any info that might identify a person without their permission. While this is all always included facial recognition info, the new terms make that explicitly clear. So I think literally what they did is just add the word face to the list of things. <laughs> Yeah, that that you can use to identify, and it's always like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do it anyway. But now it's literally in the terms. There's no like getting around it through a loophole of some sort, which is which is a good change, I think. I agree. Very good change. Uh, this next one, you might have a little bit more to say about royalty payments and tax withholdings. 
For creators entitled to revenue payments, such payments will be treated as royalties from a U.S. tax perspective, and Google will withhold taxes where required by law. So what the fuck does that mean, Zach? So in the past, if you get a check from YouTube for your ads, you know, your ad revenue, it's just seen as like self-employment payments, basically. So when you go to fill out your taxes for that year, you would be like, here, I made $5,000 from YouTube over the last year. Now I got to take out self-employment tax. Now I got to take out my regular taxes from that year. And then it's a whole like deal. Now... If you get royal, now if you get paid from YouTube, they're going to be treated as royalties, which is something that's been in the entertainment business for a long time now. Anything in TV or movies or music, um, if you produce any of those or are a part of any of those, any kind of checks you get are usually seen in a royalty um, form of payment. So when you go to fill out your taxes again, you'll be able to put that down as a royalty check. And if I'm not mistaken, definitely talk to like a full on tax professional um, before you do anything crazy. If I'm not mistaken, it, I think it will actually save you money on your taxes, which is a good thing. Dope. Uh, but not also, also, it's also like a more respected form of payment. Like as far as like if you want to go get a loan for a house but you've been doing YouTube for the last 10 years. A lot of people in the real world, quote unquote, real world still don't seek YouTube as a full on career yet. Uh, now that you're getting these payments and royalty checks, uh, they're, they're more liable to be like, Oh, I get what this is. I get that you have this income coming in. I'm, I'm more willing to give you a loan. So that's cool. Maybe maybe YouTubers will be seen as more of a respected career. Um, and then finally, you'll actually be able to tell Google that you want to withhold taxes from your paychecks or your royalty checks. So in the past, you would just get a full on check of that. Say, let's say you made $1,000 in a month. You would just get that $1,000 in a month. And then you still have to pay taxes on that, like the entirety thing. Uh, meanwhile, if you worked like a job and you made $1,000 in a month, that job is going to take out money from that $1,000. You might only get 800 of it because they have to take out taxes. Um, now you can tell Google and YouTube that you want them to take out the taxes for you so that you don't have to go and pay that those taxes later. You don't have to think about it, right? Exactly. So short term, write it down. <laughs> right. Short term, your cash flow might be worse, which means you'll be getting less money per month. But long term, like you're still going to be paying the exact same amount of exact same amount of money in taxes. It's just you don't have to think about it as much. Right, and it's an option. At the, at and the it's end an of option. Day, you don't have to withhold it. But for right. someone like me, who would be very forgetful of that and would just want that going to it right away. Like any mm -hmm. normal career. Uh, yeah. Anything like this where it's not only simplifying, but legitimizing money that you get from a financial perspective from YouTube. Uh, that sounds great. And I didn't know like a little change like that of just classification could make such a big difference from uh, how people view it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's dope. Honestly, I agree. I, I think it it's a really good change. 
it doesn't sound like it from just the the sentence that I read, but it, now that you've broken it down adequately, it uh it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you know tax stuff now because anytime yeah, right? any social media brings this shit up, I can be like, "Hey Zach, what's this mean?" <laughs> like, well, yeah, taxes are boring, but they're important, especially if you're going down the self-employment route. It's it's good to educate yourself about this kind of stuff. Now I know. Wow. Yeah. So, two for three, right? Two pretty minor changes that are that are good for the platform. I think overall, the type of stuff that that terms of service should be doing. This next one got everybody up in an uproar. Uh, made a lot of people mad, sparked a huge discussion, and now we're going to try to come in here with our own two cents. Mm-hmm. But the last point on here is called YouTube's right to monetize. And it says, YouTube has the right to monetize all content on the platform, and ads may appear on videos from channels not in the YouTube partner program. So Uh-oh. in the past, in the past, right, you would not have ads on your videos unless you were a partner. And partners could enable ads like that so that they can get a little bit of money from it. And supposedly there was also an algorithm benefit too to having ads on your videos. Not sure if that's actually a thing. Uh, but that's I don't think it is. But yeah. Typically how the rumor has went. Now though, not only will ads still be appearing on partners channels, but non-partner channels as well. And at first you're like, okay... Well, we'll be able to get a share of that, right? If partners get a share of ads, surely non-partners will be able to as well. No, this is strictly just putting ads on videos from channels that aren't in the partner program, really without you even consenting to it whatsoever. Uh, And you're just kind of stuck with that until you do become a partner and then you can start earning shares from that. And of course, Mm -hmm. that got a lot of people mad. People didn't want ads on their videos. Or if they did, they at least wanted a share of it financially like partners get. And it kind of created this whole discussion about it. And there's a lot of different points to tackle it from. But I guess like just baseline, what's what's your take on this? It's a, it's a strange decision. At the end of the day, I personally don't care. I, I, I honestly don't. Um, it, it, but it, But it is a very strange decision. I, I do think it is a bit shitty of YouTube to do this after they added more restrictions to the partner program back in 2017. Um, it, it's just it's just weird, right? Like, I remember when I started YouTube back at the end of 2011, um, I was 15, so I couldn't make money from YouTube because I was under 18, right? Mm. Uh, but... When they had added the partner program to everybody in the middle of 2012, I was still able to become a part of that. Um, I just couldn't receive any money until I was 18. So I had ads on my videos from from the time I was 16 to the time I turned 18. Um, And then I got like a $20 check when I turned 18 or some shit like that. Um, so it's, it was kind of cool because like, even I had, even though I had ads on my videos this entire time, um, there was always that promise of getting money at some point. And you would think if they're going to put money on non-partner channels, they would allocate some of that money to be left over for when you do become a partner. But, but no, that doesn't seem like that's the case at all. It's just literally 
the it's just literally everybody right i I think it's yeah go ahead i want to talk a little bit about those 2017 restrictions yeah that at the time me and you were pretty for uh we were a little disappointed that we would be losing out on, you know, benefits of the partner program and stuff like that. But in general, I think at the time you and me agreed that this was probably a smart decision because it meant that YouTube actually had standards when picking partners. But mm-hmm. the other big reason, and I'm sure you can recall, they did this so that ads would not be running on very sketchy videos, which was the reason behind the first adpocalypse, right? Right. And so this kind of feels like it's almost hurting themselves again, or they don't feel like they're going to get into that trouble again, because now that YouTube is putting ads on videos and channels that are not partnered, I just feel like that creates the same problem they were trying to avoid with those 2017 changes, right? That's how I feel, right? It's weird, because on one hand, um, their AI has gotten better since 2017, um, it's still not good. Like I would never call it good, but it's gotten better. Uh, so I think that when they when they age restrict videos, which age restricted videos have never allowed ads in the first place, right? Um, when they take down videos, like obviously those videos wouldn't have ads. Uh, they they definitely have made a bigger priority since 2017 to gate the type of content that is being uploaded to YouTube in the first place. Um, even for partners, you know, there are a lot of partners that were talking about their videos being non-monetizable, uh, whether that was because they cursed or they had some kind of violence or blood or, you know, there's, there's numerous amounts of reasons why a video might not be advertiser friendly. So it's not like they're going to be putting ads on non-advertiser friendly videos. They're just going to be putting this AI on everybody's videos rather than just those that are partnered. Um, But it is like, you would think the reason they restricted the YouTube partnership qualifications to begin with was so that they wouldn't accidentally put ads on like, some kind of alt-right videos or some beheading or the ISIS videos, like all kinds of shit. Um, It's, it's, it's a bizarre move and it's, and it is kind of shitty to smaller creators who have not made those, you know, qualifications yet knowing that like some people don't want ads on their videos. And there's a very good reason to not, want ads i mean we talk a lot on this platform that youtube ads even when you do have them and when they're in your favor and when you are a bigger creator isn't like a sizable or reliable form of payment it shifts Mm -hmm. between month to month video to video it's completely in youtube's control and oftentimes we see creators having to shift to other methods that are more reliable and in their control like patreon Merch, live streaming, all these sort of stuff. So right. it's not like YouTube ads are ever going to be the the one-all, be-all thing. You always have to put your eggs into different sorts of baskets, at the very least, right? Have that stuff figured out uh, to begin with. But it's also a, a, a thing now 
where, okay, so there are going to be ads on videos, but one of the things that, that you could at least leverage in the past, whether you were a partner or, or a channel coming up, would be to make some sort of promise to your viewers of like, I'm not going to put ads on my videos. I care a lot about the content. I want you guys to enjoy the content without any ads because let's be honest, ads make people click off. They Mm -hmm. get people to go to other platforms. Watch time is not as good with ads on. That's just a thing. Uh, And it's even worse on Twitch, obviously, than it is on YouTube. They're having a huge problem with that. But still, like that used to be a strategy because you had the option at least beforehand if you weren't going to have ads well then you could at least leverage that to your your advantage and and get people to trust other forms of payment now it's just going to be a thing where like okay not only do i have to watch this channel's videos that may be lacking in terms of editing or content or voiceover or technical aspects but now i'm also trying to sit through this new creator with ads on potentially even two or three and some of which might not even be skippable and it's all completely random like that in no way shape or form helps any smaller creator or from a viewer perspective be more willing to watch a smaller creator when now they're going to have more time dedicated to watching ads what's even worse is that a few months ago i don't know if you remember but they they changed mid-roll ads originally. If you wanted to put a mid-roll ad on your video as a partner, you had to make a 10-minute long video. Right. Uh, now, that video only has to be eight minutes to put a mid-roll ad in there. So We talked about it. Right. So even if you're, a, if you're a smaller creator that's not a part of the YouTube partnership program and you have an eight-minute long video where you if you spent time <laughs> to make it like you know you know as good as you can with your own limitations now it could just have a mid-roll ad or two mid-roll ads in the very middle of it at 4 minutes and people could just click off cuz they're tired and some videos you could do that are like 30 minute update videos might not have an ad at all right it's not right. like it or they might have the, 7 like <laughs> 7 it, yeah. it's totally outside of your control you can't pick and choose you get no money on that whatsoever and it's just you hope one way or another that either the algorithm doesn't pick you or mess with your videos or you hope that it's not as bad as it potentially could be and Mm -hmm. i'm sure as youtube has gotten all this negative backlash that they probably will tailor it there will be standards in place to where okay if you're this size we're probably not because there's no sense in them putting ads on somebody's channel with zero subs and like two frequent viewers. Right. right. Like, to, to me, it seems like it would be more work to do that. So I'm sure there are limits and stuff, but uh, for the vast majority of channels that have yet to hit those partner milestones, then yeah, it's, it's, it's going to suck for a while. I, I've even known on, on my end that even if I did hit partner, which I'm nowhere near, uh, but even if I did, I probably wouldn't have had ads on because I'd hope that by that point I wouldn't have to rely on that, and I could just use things like Patreon and, and Twitch and stuff, and uh, not even have to worry about the ads to begin with. But I guess that's that's sort of a not an option anymore. It's a mute point, right? right? There's there's a common like debate in the YouTube help section of YouTube uh, where 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 people say that you shouldn't even put ads on your videos until you hit like 10,000 subs or a hundred thousand subs. 
because of the fact that people skip ads or people skip videos that have ads on them. Uh, but but now it's like you, you just have no option until you are a partner. So I, I, as far as like actionable, <laughs> actionable advice here, um, again, like at the end of the day, I, I personally don't care. Um, it, it affects me, but there's like nothing I can do about it. So it's not something that I'm going to dwell on. But if it is something that is bothering you, I would just make sure that your beginning of your videos are like killer. Make sure that people want to stick around for you. Like it, it comes back to just making quality content to begin with. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, now if every, if every video on YouTube had an ad, what is the reason they're going to come to your video and stick around? You got to think about that and you got to make sure you're tailoring your content for that. Yep. And I think the other thing too is from a length perspective, if you had been doing 30 to 40 minute videos, now would be a really good like reason to shorten shit down significantly. And I know me and you mm. have already been doing that. Not because of ad reasons, but because of pacing reasons, keeping people right. around, building that audience, building that trust, learning how to edit with less stuff, right? Like, if you're not already doing that, um, then this should push you to make videos that are shorter, but also pack even more value and content. So if you are on that 20-minute spectrum, try shooting for 12. If you're at 12, try shooting for 10. If you're at 10, try shooting for 8. And I'm not saying just have your video be two minutes long or make a vine, right? Like vine length. Uh, I'm saying that probably for now, the less time that is in your videos, the less likely that more ads will be placed on that. Right. At least that's how it goes now, currently. Um, and it can only help you, I think, if you're not even worrying about the ads, at least from a pacing perspective. At the very least, you can improve your content. Uh, but now if you, if you, if you're using it as motivation to fuck with ads, then making it shorter would help. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I, I think, I think a lot of, a lot of smaller creators and even bigger creators could, uh, could take a look at their pacing and, yep. and try to make that better. I think that's a continuously like important thing that, that a lot of people don't talk about when it comes to making content. So like, I completely agree. I'm constantly trying to work on my own pacing in my videos. Uh, just from a watch time perspective alone, right? Yeah. If you, can, if you can get people to more consistently stay through six minutes rather than having everybody drop off in 10 minutes, then you choose the six minute version. There's mm -hmm. no doubt in my mind that like, um, most people will argue, well, I, I, it, my, my artistic vision is that it's 10 minutes and it has to be this specific length. But that usually comes from like not being creative enough to like figure out those problems and those answers, right? Like mm -hmm. pretty much anything you can do nowadays on YouTube, you can do in less time than you could have 10 or so years ago. Just, just with how powerful editing software has gotten and the types of creative things YouTube editors and content creators have done. There's no reason at IMO, especially if you're smaller. Now, if you're bigger, you know, do whatever the hell you want. But at least if you're smaller and you're starting out and you're having people have issues not watching your videos, shorter the better, man. That shit kills. Like, 
yeah. more people in a room of a hundred, like ninety or eighty percent would prefer the shorter version. I'm weird and I like longer form shit, but I'm not everybody. Right? But see, like, even the long form shit that you enjoy has still been meticulously edited. Right. And we're talking about the, like, it the could term, have been like two hours instead of one. <laughs> right. Right. Like the term edit, like it, it applies to a lot of things, but, but a lot of people don't for, you know, a lot of people forget, like when you look at like big ass movies, like Avengers Endgame, like the original cut of that was four and a half hours. And they cut stuff before that. So it's like you you can always cut something from the video to make it better. Even if you're like doing retrospectives of a video game and you're making hour and a half long videos, there's probably some editing you could have done in your script or in the the actual video to make that shorter and still uh, withhold just as much importance in your content and arguably make it better. I agree. So let this be a lesson to motivate everybody to make videos that are more appealing and potentially could help you grow more uh, just by cutting down and being being thoughtful, right? Being like knowing right. what has to stay in a video, what matters, what your story is, and what the best version of that story looks like, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as, as far as this ad thing is all, the last thing I'll say at least, is that ultimately, if you really don't want this to matter, then get partner, right? Yeah, like that, right. That should be the, 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 the end all be all, right? Like you really hate this shit, then you kick it into overdrive and use that as your motivation to hit partner faster. Right. Yeah. Like use that as your motivation to make your content shorter or better or more interesting. Because here's the thing. We can't do anything about it, like Zach said, but you can make changes to benefit your own content because of this. And I think that's that's the type of thing a lot of people miss out on for sure. I agree. And it's also like I don't I don't want to get into the in, in, entitlement argument as much, but it's like you probably wouldn't have been making that much money anyway if they did. Like, what, no. let's say, give you the right to earn money from ads on non-partner channels. You would have been making jack shit regardless, bro. <laughs> like, if it if it's really more important to get those three cents, then your priorities about this whole content creation thing are, are more fucked up than, than a lot of other people. <laughs> that's all I'll say. I'm not saying you're entitled or anything. I'm just saying, like, if that's the end goal, that you really care that much about the three or five cents, then you're in a, a world of hurt if you ever decide to get bigger. Well, it's like we were talking about off camera. Like we've both been creators for a while now and we've both been YouTube partners at one point, right? Yeah. The first year or so I had ads. Right. Videos. And yeah. the, the crazy thing is over this past year of 2020 through our different forms of content, we have made more money doing those than we have ever on the YouTube partnership side of things as small creators. And, right, and I think this is interesting as well, we've made better content (laughs) and have made more money despite the fact that it has become more restrictive, not less. Yeah. 
For sure. So that tells you where me and Zach are at about this whole thing is as the years have gone on, things like partner requirements, things like access to monetization, things like whether or not you can you can have videos on certain platforms and stuff, that has not deterred us. If anything, it has made our content better. And we've made so. more money through other avenues because we have to adapt. We say that so often. You have to adapt to things like this. You can't just let it take over your life. Because at the end of the day, a video got to come out, right? Like, mm-hmm. if no video coming out, then, you know, it's it's not much of anything to to uh, fret over, if that's the case. Like, you got to put content out, and it's got to be good. Don't get me but wrong. Yeah, I, agree. Like, I, agree. I I wished I was in the YouTube partnership program right now. Like, don't get we me wrong. Did. I wished I was making money from AdSense. Like, I do. But it, it doesn't currently affect me by not being in it. And it because shouldn't for I'm, anybody I'm our size or, or larger. Right. I agree. I agree. Cool. Oh. So that was it for the YouTube terms of service. There were our thoughts on it. Hey, at least the other two things were pretty were pretty paw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good old so, tax information. There's that, at least. But uh now we're gonna shift over to Twitch news. And I want to first get your opinions about the monster cat deal because i think that'll take less time than the other one you're right you're right (laughs) that other one is such a big discussion (laughs) about copyright and shit and i know immediately what i want to say about monster cat so fair enough uh, read read the read the original tweet the original announcement give people some background info about this so monster cat is a website that allows you to get royalty free music that you can use in on Twitch streams, YouTube videos, TikToks, whatever you might want to use it on in terms of content creation. They have a subscription service called Monster Cat Gold, which provides you those those songs to use. And they put out a tweet saying, Monster Cat and Twitch are teaming up to bring fast track affiliate status for Monster Cat Gold subscribers. Gold provides thousands of songs to use in your live streams. And as an affiliate, Twitch unlocks monetization tools for your channel. So Twitch affiliate, if you guys don't know you, after meeting a certain amount of requirements, uh, three average viewers over 30 days, 50 followers. And I think streaming like 14 days or something like that. It's not super difficult to get either way that Twitch affiliate status, um, is what allows you to actually make money from Twitch subscriptions. Bits. You get emote stuff and uh, transcoding options as well. Right. It's a step down from the Twitch partnership that still allows you to make money from Twitch. Uh, Both Aiden and I have met that in the past year and a half, two years. Even Parker. Even Parker, yeah. Um, So Monster Cat was saying, hey, if you get our gold subscription... Uh, I don't know how much it costs. I think it was like $10, $5 a month. You pay $5 a month. You get all of our music to use in your Twitch streams and YouTube videos. Um, no copyright at all. Uh, and you get that Twitch affiliate status completely unlocked. Yep. So, uh, this was on November 17th. It is now November 21st as we record, but on November 19th, they replied underneath that saying, 
To clarify our original post, all current gold subscribers must meet Twitch's affiliate criteria. Our goal was never to take away from the achievements that affiliates worked for in their time streaming on Twitch. And if you click on that link to get the Twitch, to get the Monster Cat Gold, it says this offer has ended. Yeah. <laughs> so... So I think the original question that it prompted from from me and Zach once we figured out about this was, okay, then what does it offer exactly? Other than the Monster Cat Gold benefits that were already there to begin with, like what's the point, right? Mm-hmm. And we're still not completely sure what that is, but I imagine since this all happened so recently, it's the twenty first at the time of recording this, that there will probably be a newer version of this that will later come around once they figure out how to how to work it out i guess yeah maybe they just drop it from from all the bad pr because let's be clear this was some very bad pr uh and very divisive too not only among partners but also the affiliate community viewers of twitch what it means to be an affiliate what you deserve what you earn what work ethic looks like all these huge questions and it got picked up from a variety of uh, YouTubers and content creators and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though they're technically walking back this statement, which, you know, I think is the right move for them as a company above all else. Uh, I just kind of want to talk to Zach about like what it means and what it would have meant had they actually stuck through with this, you know, because we are after all both affiliates I've been talking about on this podcast more and more how I've leaned toward working more on Twitch than YouTube. I enjoy it a lot more, and it's a faster track to get money in monetization. Um, I, I love the live streaming community a bunch, and, and, and when I saw this, it it created a lot of interesting reactions in, in me that like I'm not quite sure how to feel a lot of the time. So uh, I'll kick it over to Zach. What, what are your initial thoughts on this? I did want to mention when you click on that monster cat link and it says this offer has ended. Uh, it also says monster cat is committed to ensuring that our gold customers find value from their subscription. If at any time you are unhappy with your subscription, you can submit a re- refund request here. <laughs> so uh, you, they did they get knew. very bad PR. They knew. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be completely honest and say that when I heard this, I said, okay, cool. I moved on with my life. Mm. Um, I don't ever intend on using Monster Cat. Um, There are multiple other ways to get copyright free music if you want to use them on your stream. And we'll talk about that when we cover the DMCA thing. Yeah, Um, I agree. But uh, as far as like other people getting affiliate status, because they paid $5 a month. I I more or less just think it's a waste of money for them because it took me, it took me a few months to get that affiliate status to begin with. And if I had had the affiliate status first, like I, it's not like I would have made any money off of it. Like Mm -hmm. I, part of, part of meeting those, those bare minimum requirements uh, is is what gets you people to actually watch you on Twitch to begin with, right? And so 
Like, if you're starting fresh and you got affiliate status, it doesn't mean you'd be getting any money anytime soon. Right. And mind you, like, you also have to make $100 as an affiliate for Twitch to even send you money, to send you that money. Right. So, yeah. And, like, not even that, right? Like, being an affiliate is a contract. You sign a legal document that pretty much testifies that you can't stream anywhere else. You can upload VODs and stuff, but you cannot be streaming to other places at the same time as Twitch, which to a lot of people might be a big deal, um, especially if you're growing, right, and are trying to find that platform and you're trying to find that audience. Uh, so paying $5 just to have access to that that contract, um, which in a lot of ways people have argued is kind of shitty on Twitch's part mm-hmm. is very bizarre to me. Yeah. Very bizarre. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Um, yeah. I was just thinking like monetary wise, like you're, you, you have to make a hundred dollars on Twitch through subs or bits, uh, before you even get that hundred dollars, by the way, congratulations to Aiden for getting that $100, not that long. Yeah. So that's nice. dope. Um, but you would basically have to be a member of monster cat gold for 20 months. You, if you, if you were a, a member of monster cat gold for 20 months, you'd be spending a hundred dollars and maybe you could make that hundred dollars back through Twitch, Yeah, but it would, it would, it could take a while. Right, for, for as long as you want to be affiliated. Right, so, right. Because as soon as you unsubscribe, like, that affiliate status, I'm thinking, would just go unless you have yeah. those requirements that Twitch wants. Right. And maybe the idea would be like, oh, if I had the, the check mark or the verification, people would be more willing to sub so that in about a month or two, I might have affiliated status. But it's like, it doesn't really work that way. Like, you... There, there's no reasonable evidence to suggest that having that form of clout, whether it is a Twitter check mark or a Twitch status or YouTube subscribers, even we've seen it on YouTube channels. Yeah. Where having that clout does not necessarily get you more viewers. And it most certainly does not make your content better right away. You know, right. that, that comes from you. You have to do that. Um, not only from a monetary, monetary, fuck, not only from a money perspective, right, of buying the equipment and the technical gear, but the amount of learning that it takes to master it and make better content to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think what it really comes down to for me and the reason why I don't like this more than anything is that it robs people of that journey to learn these things to acquire that knowledge. And when they get affiliate, the the natural way that you're supposed to, they're more likely to treat it like it's something that they have been given and are now going to work harder to keep it. Right. You know? When you don't have any of that and you just want it to want it, right, without learning or doing any of the work beforehand, you're not only giving money to Monster Cat Gold, but now you don't have any of the knowledge anymore. You don't know the culture. You haven't built up the audience. You don't know the streaming and the tech behind it. 
you've robbed yourself. Let's not even take Monster Cat out of the equation. You've robbed yourself of the knowledge and of the journey to get there. And that's ultimately what, what sucks, is that you took a shortcut to get there, right? And in no form of content, whether it's Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, or ever, shortcuts do not work to getting social media success. I wish they did. <laughs> I'd be doing them right now, bro, let me tell you. Like, if you could just, if I could pay, like, $100 to get partner, 100%. But shortcuts like that don't work without getting the knowledge beforehand to do anything with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's, it's keep in mind that like this affiliate status is the bare minimum to, to, you know, the bare minimum requirements that Twitch wants to happen for your channel. Uh, like if you can't already meet the, those bare minimum requirements, then that means there is something in your content that you need to get better at. Yep. Um, and, and there's ways to do that. There's, dozens of things that could be the issue there's dozens of things that you could be doing to make it better uh the, the it, it just like i i also don't like that a lot of smaller channels and a lot of people that are not partners or even some partners that are like wow this is such a bad idea why bother working hard to earn something when you can just pay for it it's like that's a bad take too like <laughs> yeah uh I'll say 100% that, like, it does not affect me in any shape or form. Right. If people do this or buy it or become affiliate, they are not my Same. competitors, you know? Same. They do not affect me or my bottom line or my content or my creative passion at all, right? Mm -hmm. um, because here's the thing, going back to it again, like, I don't value the status. I value the journey that it took to get there, you know? And that's sure. something that's personal to me. Right, that I can't just have be taken away by somebody else, um, just because they bought it. Like, if you want to do that, go ahead. I think it's a bad deal financially. I think it's way more fun and interesting to learn it and to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. But like, if you use this as a springboard to get future success, and this was the little bit of drive that you needed, like, sure, man, you do you. I just personally think that it's not really setting yourself up for any form of future success and is a really bad mindset that a lot of companies try to take advantage of smaller creators who are just begging for a little bit of affirmation or a little bit of recognition and will be like, Hey, we can make money off this. And that's oh, exactly what that, what monster cat is doing. That's exactly what Twitch is doing with the affiliate thing to begin with. It is. It's, it's a poor trap. Like yeah. 100%. It's looking for people that are desperate that don't want to put in the effort to to get that shit themselves. But they're like, yo, I can spend $5, so maybe that'll help me. And it's not just, you know, Monster Cat or Twitch that has done this, but there's plenty of, there's plenty of things out there that are like, here, if you pay us money, we guarantee that we're going to get you views. We're going to help you with your content. We're going to give you better thumbnails, you know, whatever it may be at the end of the day, like you should not be willing to pay money for any kind of service. Uh, unless you feel like you have the skills to back that up because they go hand in hand. Yep. And I've said it once before and I'll say it again. Like at the end of the day, your success is predicated on you mm -hmm. alone. 
Monster Cat will not get you there. No. Buying <laughs> channel views and bots will not get you there. Following a follow for follow channel will not get you there. Going to a YouTube army Twitter thread <laughs> and following and retweeting <laughs> shit will not get you there. You have to do it yourself. That's it. You have mm-hmm. to do it yourself. And I know, sounds scary. Sounds spooky. Oh, I don't want to do it yourself. But trust me, knowing that it's all on you makes me feel more empowered and feel like I have everything rather than being like, oh, well, I didn't earn any of this. You know, the reason I'm successful is because of a monster cat. Like, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Right? Like, it's on you. It's on you and your content and your ability to adapt and improve and enjoy making this stuff. Not whether or not you get like an affiliate status or a check mark or or any of it. Like most Twitch partners don't care that they're a fucking partner. They just did it for fun and then got it. And then they were like, oh, hey, I'm partner now. Great. You know? And that's not to, to, to doubt any people who put in a ton of work and, and who work for it day in and day out. Like those people are awesome too. Um, but, but shit like this just feels predatory, like in the worst sort of way. And I'm glad they've backed off on it. Um, in fact, you can even read kind of their language to maybe imply that they weren't even going to do that to begin with. Uh, so, so let, let me, let me like clear the air and be like, I'm not blaming monster cat specifically. It's the idea that the stand, what this stands for that I, that I'm talking about and arguing about. It could be Monster Cat. It could be Epidemic Sound. It could be TubeBuddy. Like, if TubeBuddy was like, hey, pay $500 so you can be like a... It'd still be shitty. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't... It's not Monster Cat specifically. It's the idea that uh, that bothers me. And the last thing I'll, I'll say in general is if I could do it, and Zach could do it, and Parker Logang Mile could do it... <laughs> then you have no excuse on your end (laughs) to even remotely think that you cannot do it. A hundred percent you can do it. Like, like dead ass. I got affiliate status over the course of a year of like trying to have a schedule and then not actually having a schedule. And then like just streaming occasionally. Mm -hmm. So, so like you can, you can absolutely do it. 100%. Parker did it with a, with a shitty webcam and not yeah. streaming frequently and being on YouTube and picking weird games and weird choices and shit. Like really what it comes down to, you really want Twitch affiliate and you want like a, how do I get there type of thing? Honestly, what will help you more than anything else is to not go into it being like, I'm going to stream all uh, on Twitch all the time and do nothing else. Like you have to have other forms of content, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I got all my Twitch success from YouTube first, which then went to Discord, which then went to the announcements page, which then went to, hey, come click on my link. And everybody saw it and went, okay, sure. People followed, takes two or three people to show up, and then the rest of it's a time commitment that you can easily do, right? Yeah. Like the the hardest thing about affiliate is the 50 followers and the three or so concurrent viewers. And it is way easier to get those other things from other platforms than all you have to do is just lead them to Twitch. That's it. Because uh, you don't even have to be big into Twitch to get those numbers. If, if Zach and Parker taught True. us anything, it's that you have to have the community beforehand. <laughs> yeah. If, if you really want to game the system, it's, it's like literally take 
any kind of followers that you have on another platform and be like, yo, I'm trying to make affiliate status. Can you come follow me on Twitch? And then stream for seven days over the course of a month. Make sure that they're like couple hour long video or streams and ask three friends of yours or three family members to like come sit in the chat for like a couple hours. Don't take much. Like, like you, you can do it. Um, and you can do it fairly quickly if you, if you want to do it that way, or you can just, you know, work on your content try to make it better and, you know, figure out, figure out your shit. I think for me, regardless of whether I got affiliate or not, I was still going to stream on Twitch because I love streaming on Twitch, right? If I didn't mm-hmm. have fun doing the content, if I didn't have fun making the content, if I didn't have fun learning the content, I just wouldn't have done it, you know? Same. All affiliate did for me was validated what little work I had done and went, hey, you want to make like $100 off of this? Here you go. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> okay, Twitch. Pop. That's something that I'm proud of, right? It's like, hey, look, Twitch gave me this thing. And I know that's not the, the ending point. I haven't reached the top of the mountain yet. But it's that little push to be like, yo, look at what you've done so far. Look where you can go later. Um, and, and YouTube's even trying to do that with their partner program, but they're having a yeah. whole lot less success <laughs> with that. But uh, no, I, I, I love Twitch streaming. Yeah, so it's a part of the reason why I care about stupid shit like this anyway. <laughs> For know? sure. Otherwise, we wouldn't have talked about it. We wouldn't have a podcast like this if we didn't like what we're doing. Yeah. Very clearly, right? So, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like any kind of any kind of service trying to do something like this. It doesn't personally affect us. Um, it shouldn't personally affect you. And at the end, it, it, it's really more of like a shitty business decision for that business to be predatory to begin with than it is any kind of like, Oh no, this person got an affiliate status before me because they paid for it. It's a, there's, there's plenty of like Twitch channels of like very prevalent people out there. Like there were a couple of, um, there were a couple of like Congress women who did some live streams. AOC. AOC. Yeah. Did, played Among Us with some Twitch streamers not that long ago, and like she got partnership on day one on Twitch because Twitch was like, yeah, of course. So I mean, shortcuts are always going to be there for certain people, but they still earned their spots to be there. Yep. So I don't know. It's wild. Let you want to talk about DMCA? Oh boy. You want to talk about an area that I uh, know very little about. Copyright would probably be at the top of that list for sure. We never did a copyright episode. And uh, yeah, you know, there's a reason. (laughs) There's a reason for it. So I have, I have a decent amount of knowledge about it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't become a copyright lawyer or anything, but part of being YouTube certified, you have to know a lot of the copyright shit for that. Going into it, for sure. Yeah, but this has to do with Twitch. Right. Uh, so, a little bit of background on this, right? 
Twitch, popular live streaming service, the live streaming service at this point, um, makes makes a good bit of money, especially when they were acquired by Amazon and obviously with quarantine and everything else going into effect. A lot more people are on Twitch. A lot more people are watching Twitch. Live streaming culture has become bigger than ever. And I've seen it grow, right? But with growth and with a lot of opportunities comes companies and others in some form or another trying to regulate it. Because if left unchecked, you know, bad shit happens, right? Mm -hmm. So it is of no shock to me and hopefully not to anybody listening to this, that the music companies all over the world looked at Twitch and went, okay, so we have streamers with millions of followers, 500,000 like concurrent viewers. They're getting a lot of attention and they're even making money on this. But what what is this? What is this on my ear? Is that Lady Gaga's poker face playing in the back <laughs> of the stream? Well, wait a minute. I don't think the streamer owns Lady Gaga's poker face to put in the stream. And sure enough, they did not. Yep. Because, and this is something that I don't know how it got to this point, Twitch as a platform has not really properly addressed copyright in any not meaningful at all. way. You're right? Like, not at all. Not in any meaningful way. Not since the platform has started. Not since it has grown bigger. Jack shit. Nada. And so, given that all this was going on, unregulated, these music companies decided to start DMCA creators to take this content down or to, you know, have the appropriate licenses for it. And so, we then had a bunch of streamers who ended up deleting a lot of VODs, a lot of live streams, a lot of content, even as far back as 10 or 11 years, because it's all in that same sort of system, to try and avoid this. Because get enough DMCA stuff, eventually Twitch is going to ban you, right? And that's sort of their MO. Because Mm -hmm. the thing is, uh, in copyright law, I do know this, the platform cannot be held responsible for this kind of stuff. Uh it more or so less comes down to the creators. So what that does from a company perspective is they are more incentivized to not really fight for any particular creator because they know their platform is going to be fine at the end of the day. Well, they put it in their terms of service that you're going to be, by becoming a creator, it is your responsibility to make sure you uphold these laws and not ours. Right. So that then leads to a culture of complacency where Twitch isn't really bothering to do anything about this, to educate people, to get these sort of licenses, to crack down on streamers before this inevitably happened. And that has led to this huge fallout where now we're seeing all these DMCAs. We're seeing content creators take down all these clips and VODs. So many of them are up for a ban and some have already been banned big names here Mm -hmm. and turns out on top of all of this shenanigans is two things one twitch introduced a service called twitch soundtrack that was in beta and the idea was to get copyright free music 
that streamers could use. Problem being, Twitch paid like one of the three licenses you needed, which meant, of course, the music companies were like, bro, that's not how that shit works, so it's not safe. Mm. And two, they didn't let anybody know about that shit, so people who were already using it got fucked over. The other fucked up thing is that even though they took down all these clips and all these videos, come to find out, Twitch keeps all of those VODs, whether deleted or not, on a server that is publicly available, which means copyright companies or anybody can just use a little bit of software, a little bit of a search here, find your clip, even if it already has been deleted, and still send that DMCA because it is publicly available and it should not have been. Not only for copyright things, but for security reasons. People right. delete clips where they accidentally say where they live and they want that deleted for a reason. If anybody could access that, that's a lot of lawsuits waiting to happen. They should not have had that shit public to begin with. Agreed. And so that created this huge storm of things. And finally, on November 11th, Twitch makes this statement called Music-Related Copyright Claims and Twitch. They start off by saying, Creators, we hear you. Your frustration and confusion with recent music-related copyright issues is completely justified. Things can be and should be better for creators than they have been recently, and this post outlines our next big steps to get there. Moving forward, we'll be more transparent with what's happening and what tools and resources we're building to help. Copyright law and DMCA are not simple or small topics. This won't be a brief post. We'll do our best to keep the legally... Uh, Legalese. Yeah. Legalese. I've never heard that word. <laughs> to a minimum. Though there's bound to be technical terms here and there. So they mention DMCA guidelines. They talk about how apparently up until May this year, there was fewer than 50 music-related DMCA notifications, and now they're bumped up to hundreds or thousands, uh, which I don't really believe, but sure, whatever. Then they tell people to go ahead and delete VODs and clips without mentioning the server thing at all, so it really won't help. And then they kind of... casually mentioned that you probably shouldn't have like copyright music to begin with they talk about how there's really no good tools to actually edit and delete vods and clips to begin with and how they could have done these things they even say like we could have done these things but we did not that's on us and they say sorry apparently and then going forward they really don't mention a whole lot of what they're going to do outside of like giving better clip deletion tools like they're still going to have twitch soundtrack they're still not going to buy the proper licenses. And they just told people, go ahead and get educated, I guess. And uh, yeah. do do your research. Peace. And that made more people uh, fucking mad. And that's basically where we're at here. Thousands of YouTube videos later. Thousands of discussion points later. Copyright mess. It's a big thing. Hopefully I did a good enough job explaining it. <laughs> I think you did. It's a, um, it's a wild and situation. It's a wild and topic. Copyright is never really like, it's never really super easy. Uh, unfortunately though, I feel like for Twitch and this very specific copyright issue, it is easy to, to kind of realize like don't play recorded copyrighted music in your streams. Which is what they say, and they're like, just don't do it. And it's like, yeah, you're right. It, it is a little shitty of Twitch to finally say something like this when there's an entire culture around letting your audience request music that can play in the background and bots that allow you to 
you know, grab music from YouTube or Spotify or whatever and play them in your video, in your streams. Live concerts, artists performing concerts, their own music during COVID. Right. Like, you know, DJing. <laughs> DJing. There's, there's a lot of like, you know, gray areas for sure. But at the end of the day, what this means for you and I and, Anybody that streams on Twitch, uh, do not use copyrighted music in your streams. They're just not even worth debating anymore. You know, if you'd asked me a year ago, I'd been like, yeah, it's fine. Just, you know, make sure you're talking over it. Make sure you're doing something else. Uh, now it's just like, don't do it. Yeah. You can't. Because what um, this is going to end up being is an upheaval very similar to YouTube, where they're probably going to have some legal lawsuits. A lot mm-hmm. of channels are going to get deleted and people are going to be pissed. And then Twitch mm-hmm. is going to end up having putting way more money to either what I think they should do is just buy the licenses like Facebook Gaming did or find something similar to the automated copyright system YouTube has now, which nobody wants, but it's still technically an option. Um, it's probably what they're going to have to do anyways, I think. Um, the, the question is, and, and it's, it's weird because like they already did have a, like some sort of automated service in the past. I know that I played some copyrighted, I played like some Kendrick Lamar on a stream like two years ago when I was doing some thumbnails. And then when you go back and check the VOD, it's like, muted. you can't listen. Yeah. It's muted. Right. Or I um, stream myself editing a recap video and I was going through a movie and if you try to go back and look at that VOD, it'd be like, you can't see this because you used copyrighted material here. So it's like there was a, there was something in place, but it's obviously not as advanced as YouTube at all, nor did Twitch make it a priority whatsoever. And so now they're getting hit with all the DMCA claims, uh, and it's and it's actually affecting creators. Now we get to watch the fallout. Now we get but. to watch the fallout. So yeah. it's like, on the one hand, yeah, that's the big takeaway, right? Is that even if you were kinda, please don't play copper. Like you shouldn't even have done it to begin with. Really, I get that Twitch had a culture. But it's like like all things on the internet, even if it starts out this way, it doesn't mean you should have done it to begin with, right? Like you, you, mm-hmm. you take that risk when you do that um, and pay the consequences of that when it initially rolls around. I do wish, and this is the other thing, um, that Twitch had not let it get to this point by either keeping deleted things deleted so that copyright people can just go digging through that shit and be like, oh, here's a DMCA. Like, it's not publicly available anymore, right? If I if I go through the work of deleting my entire backlog, I should not still be hit with the damn <laughs> like DMCA, right? It's not publicly yeah. available anymore. That's Twitch's fault. It's Twitch's fault for not educating it. It's Twitch's fault for not paying the licenses and for creating the culture to begin with. You have Amazon money. Don't tell me there isn't enough resources to figure this shit out. Right. Like, you must have known. You must have known this shit was coming. And they've been trying to with things like Twitch soundtracks and canceling Twitch sings and and trying to now finally educate people. But it's all like very misintentioned and doesn't share all of the story. It doesn't actually help help creators either. 
So it's just like they're equally, in in my opinion, 100% to blame for this shit even happening to begin with. And it's very unresponsible from a platform as big as Twitch with as much money and resources as they have to not, at least in some form or fashion, tackle this problem before it got to this state. I agree. That's really shitty to do. <laughs> like, above YouTube and the Monster Cat stuff, like... You know, I might have issues with that, but this this is in a whole nother level of either ignorance or malice. <laughs> yeah, it is. Unfortunately, like we can't do anything about that, right? Yeah. It just is it just is what it is, and it's like Twitch did a shitty thing. What is it? Sunday? Like Saturday? Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, there it is. YouTube did another shitty thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, at the end of the day, it's like, these are, these are massive corporations running these gigantic platforms that allow us to create content on there for free. Uh, we don't have to pay a subscription to them. Uh, and, and we just kind of have to go with the flow, which do be sucking if, if it, you know, if it's your livelihood. I think the other, like, actionable piece of advice from all of this is, like, VODs and storing your content on Twitch, if it already wasn't a great means to do so, um, this should make fairly clear that, like, if you want your Twitch stuff to live on other platforms, uh, probably need to put them up on on YouTube. um, Yeah. Because they will not stay here. They are very fragile. They don't even last long if you're a partner, regardless. And now with this copyright stuff, if you didn't save them or put them on YouTube, they're all gone. So it's like, um, you can live stream on Twitch and have that be a great place to interact live with your community if you want to build anything else. A brand, a community, uh, like post, VOD content, video content do it elsewhere <laughs> like mm-hmm. live streams only <laughs> like that's because because other, otherwise i can't trust them you know i have no faith that they're gonna keep any of that shit and 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 keep it up for long without something like this happening no i agree and youtube youtube may have its issues but they're at least gonna tell me hey this video copyrighted and hey you're probably gonna have to monetize it to give money to them and that's a that's a process that we've all complained about before but like, if the alternative is this, then yeah, I'll, I'll deal with YouTube's bullshit. <laughs> like <laughs> over Twitches, no, I'm not gonna have that all be deleted randomly. Like I'll just put that shit up on YouTube. Yeah, I think I, I think going forward, I put up a vod uh, back in September when I started streaming again, and I, I think I will go ahead and just start uploading my vods to YouTube and keeping them completely off of Twitch because I think that is a better better decision overall unfortunately yeah you know because even when i go back and i look at my twitch library of of past vods like you know you can highlight videos right and Mm -hmm. i have like my entire playthrough of um like katamari damasi which i did in like three and a half hours and apparently there's some muted audio in there i'm getting copyrighted from from katamari and I'm like, huh, that's bizarre. That sucks. Um, yeah. So even having that there, like you don't even get the entire stream because, and it, it's not just that one. It's a couple of other games too. So yeah, 
Yeah, I think I think putting up your stuff on a YouTube channel somewhere that's not that's not directly related to your main channel if you're not oh, yeah, doing obviously. like yeah. you know stream content there on YouTube, then that's a smart decision. It, it it's things like that that make me wonder like why Twitch went through all the effort to have a home and about page and like all these little changes to the UI, right? And it's like Sure, I guess it's nice to have some of this stuff, but like, what really is here, right? Categories, other streamers you can follow, VODs that aren't going to stay up there anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like what what is here to go to twitch.com to see? It's VODs, streams, and clips. And streams are still going to be there, but VODs and clips took a massive hit. And turns out they're not that discoverable anyway, even on Twitch. Yeah. There's there's no reason to have it's any crazy content live there yeah because like it it, it it with all these changes they've been doing to Twitch over the last year and a half two years like I honestly started thinking that maybe Twitch could be like a viable content like home like you just do Twitch streams and then you could even upload videos and shit to you it can. but you yeah but but but. And obviously, since they don't have this address, it's not a good idea to keep everything on Twitch. Yep. Which, you know, hey, don't put all your eggs in one basket again. There you go. Yeah. So So what are your thoughts on these alternative kind of music libraries that you can use to play music in the background of your streams? Uh, So they mention a lot of different options. Even Mm. our good friends, Monster Cat. Yeah, they're uh, there. Which I'm sure they mentioned just so they could advertise this stuff because it came like right after. <laughs> yeah. uh, they knew what they were doing. Um, but it yeah. also mentions, I think, like pretzel rocks and a bunch of other things, including what I personally use, uh, Epidemic Sound, which I have for videos and stuff. Not so much for live streams, obviously, but yeah, uh, that's the type of music service I have. And I think it's a great alternative to... Have music that is listenable, that doesn't distract from your streamer content, have that play in the background, and uh, gets the job done. I think for a lot of things, if you have music-related needs, Epidemic Sound is a pretty good service for stuff like that. And hey, if you can't pay for something like that, um, then my my prior pass method was using uh, either video game remixes or non-copyrighted things that was uploaded to YouTube. And obviously those things are a little bit more risky than just having something like Epidemic Sound, which gives you a license to begin with. Uh, But it's what I did for a while. And if there was one that got a copyright claim, I just deleted it and didn't use it again. Mm -hmm. Um, But above all of that, I think the one that's actually the best for stuff like this currently, and he's making a killing off of it now, is uh, Stream Beats. It's yeah. free. It's Harris Heller Alpha Gaming. It's all lo-fi stuff in a bunch of different genres that he even gives you the license for to download for free, just in case. He's put it all through YouTube, put it all through Twitch. If you have to have background music, which I don't think everybody needs to, okay. it was just kind of one of those trends that was built up. Game audio and you talking works fine. Uh, but if you gotta have it, Stream Beats is number one on the priority list because it's free. And there's a big selection. Then probably like video game remixes or non-copyrighted music you find for free on YouTube. 
but there is risk. I used a Mimore, was a Pokemon remixer, and got their permission specifically to use that stuff. Okay. And they they were cool about that. And then the third would be like, once you really want to like big boy it up and not ever have to deal with this shit again, you pay Epidemic Sound and you're done with it. <laughs> like, you know, and and, it, and it's a good subscription service, I think. There's a lot of value. It's solid. I use it for my clients. Um, and the video, the music I use in my YouTube videos, uh, stream beats is dope though. I mean, I found out about, you've known about it for a little longer than I have, but I found out about it a few months ago and, um, yeah, like I use it in my streams. You can just go on to, to Spotify, just pull up your Spotify on, on your computer and type in stream beats. You'll find a couple of playlists by Harris Heller and they got like 11 hours of music and just one playlist and just have it going and it's just like really chill lo-fi music, pretty solid. Uh, all you it's need. free and it's copyright free, which is the big, the big thing we're talking about here. So, yeah. Um, Do you know any of the other ones or any other options? Those are the main ones I've heard about. I mean, if you look at their the the Twitch blog, they have their soundtrack by Twitch. Don't um, use. Which you know, Soundstripe apparently. Chill Hop, uh, and then Epidemic Sound, Monster Cat Gold, and NCS, which I've never... That's where I got the YouTube ones. They're not copyrighted sounds. There's a whole YouTube channel for it. Yeah. I think I've heard of Chill Hop before, but... Yeah, like... You know, there's there's stuff out there for you. I, I'd recommend not paying money for it if you don't have to early on. And like you said, like if you're just playing games, if you're not doing any kind of like just chatting or anything like that, you can just just play the games and you'll you'll be fine. Um, They do mention on here on this blog, while we haven't received more than a handful of DMCA notifications targeting in-game music, you're playing games with recorded music in them. We recommend you review their end-user license agreements, um, Mm -hmm. their EULAs, says search for words like stream licensed and music so that you can go to the right sections uh, because certain games will have stream modes. You go to the settings, you switch to stream mode. They're not going to play certain copyrighted music. So you don't get flagged for that kind of stuff. And then there's other games like guitar hero, which is like all licensed music or GTA radio is a big one. GTA radio, uh, Fortnite radio might be an issue. I didn't yeah, think don't, about that. Don't do that. Don't um, do that. Like, you know, any kind of games that play any kind of licensed music, I'd be careful with that. Just mute it when you're in the game. Um, and just use the regular game audio. Uh, really, what it comes down to is, like, again, being mindful about the type of music that's playing in your videos, where you get it. And if there is a bit of paperwork or a license behind it, it's always preferable to have something like that. So that even if shit does come knocking at your door, hey, look, I have a legal document that says you can't do this. I'm like, oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah. bro. And that's what Epidemic Sounds and Stream Beats provides that I think is really key. Because otherwise, there's, you know, they're not really protected. Or if, they, or if it's like Facebook Gaming, which actually went out of its way to buy all those licenses. It's the only time I'll compliment Facebook, but you're probably more safe there. But even still, don't be using no game music that, you know, you don't own. Shit like that. Yeah. No Kendrick Lamar. No, no Kendrick. Uh, 
but you know, like again, I, I think it was kind of a trend anyway to have a lot of music in, in things that yeah. there really isn't a whole lot of dead air that that replaces. Uh, it's mainly useful in like just chatting or if you have like be right back starting soon ending screens. Most gameplay stuff's fine. I agree. Honestly. Feel free to use my music. Zach style yeah, there you on go. Spotify or SoundCloud. Make your own music, bro. You could always Make do your that. own music. Just have that shit playing in the background. Um, I will say there there has been a lot more options. Because I know when you did yeah. through all this, it felt like there was no way that I mm-hmm. could find anything that was usable. So I was just like, well, I guess I'm using video game remixes for the next seven years. Like that's <laughs> that's all I could do, right? There's there's no there weren't there weren't there wasn't anything like stream beats. There wasn't anything like non copyrighted sounds. That community built itself up after all this backlash happened, and so for years I just like, well, I guess I'm not having music, or if I do, it's got to be remixes or shit that it can't be detected. <laughs> right. I had to deal with that with the over the garden wall video. Of just like, yeah, it's music from the show. I don't technically own that, but I do want to show it off. So it's like, what do you, what do you really do there? You just kind of cut it into pieces and hope to God it's not an issue. You got you gotta love making content for the internet. It's always something different. Yeah, <laughs> always a new problem. Yeah, that's all this job is: just fixing problems. I, I will think they'll they'll figure it out, but it'll be where Twitch isn't happy about it <laughs> by yeah. the end of it. Yeah. Which is uh you know, hey, like maybe you could have fixed it earlier and wouldn't have been a big deal. But if you're gonna push things like mid roll ads and all these sort of stuff and not pay the music companies, they're gonna come after you, bro. Like <laughs> Like they do everything. <laughs> like everything. you think they're just gonna forget? They're gonna look away and they're gonna be like, "RIAA is gonna be like, oh, Twitch is fine. We're good." The music industry wants their money. Those producers don't have enough, uh, you know, beach houses yet. They got to make sure they're getting all their pennies everywhere. But they're gonna do it regardless. So, like, you know, have a little bit of foresight, Twitch. Have a little bit of foresight, everybody at home, before yeah. you think about doing shit like that. Um. I'm just glad there are options like Epidemic Sound and Stream Beats to begin with because they're just wasn't for years. Used to be like, well, you're kind of fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now we're less fucked. Gotta love it. That should be our tagline. Gotta love it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> I was talking about now we're less fucked. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That's, a, that's a good good tagline. I see. I see. Well, that was all the the YouTube and Twitch news that we had. Um, unless there's anything else you can think of, but I think we've covered we've covered everything. I think that's it. Good old hour and a half episode. Yeah. Which uh-huh. usually when we do a news episode, we're like covering four months worth of stuff. But all this kind of happened about a week before we decided to get back into yeah. the yeah. YouTube podcast. So at least it's all timely this time, which is nice. That's true. Yeah, hopefully for future episodes where we have like some news related stuff, we'll tackle one or two of them in an episode so they're shorter. But so they're shorter. I I know we literally just talked about like from here on out we're gonna have shorter thirty minute episodes, but like <laughs> whatever. Going forward, you it's know, okay. We're gonna be. It's our transition okay. episode. The last time we said we were gonna make shorter episodes, we had a three hour episode. 
Exactly. So, you know, we're doing better. So going for, and this is still better than a lot of other length episodes. But that being said, we should probably hit the last portion, and that is uh, comments. We got any? We got any comments? We do actually. We got a couple. Um, I don't think we've read these last four, so okay. I'm gonna send you a little, little screenshot of them. Thanks, bro. You can, of course, leave comments on the YouTube page and we will read them out or the email, anotheryTpodcast at gmail.com if you want yeah, us yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. respond. First up, we got a comment from, oh, I haven't read this actually, the Blue Media Marketing Podcast. Nice. Yeah. Just want to show your page some love and support. Smiley face. You think this is a bot, Zachary? Who? What is this channel? I don't know. It's uh, it's a brand new channel. They got like no content yet. He started back in July of 2020. Um, I'm not seeing. Let me see if I can find like their actual podcast, but hmm. it's called them. They they're called a podcast, so I don't I don't know. It could be a buy. I thought it was like a big branded account, but no, if they've just started, that leads me to believe it'd be a newer person, maybe. Yeah, I think it's a newer person. If it's a newer person, thank you for checking it out. I'm going to go ahead and hit that little thank you so much. Yeah, I see that, yeah. There we go. I love how they just have options. Like, hey, you don't want to actually respond to this comment. Certain comments, they do that. It's nice. There's a little button you can click. Like, that's pog. Now, we always appreciate those new listeners. Beep boop, beep boop. There you go. That's beep right. boop, boop, beep boop. I'm sorry. Next comment. To all the comments. I'll let you read the, the last two. I'll, I'll do this next one. Go for it. Cowfro responds. I agree with Zach about Boogie two nine eight eight. As for Game Grumps, Aaron is a huge pos. If people can't see that, then they're just ignoring it. So I forgot what this was about. Cancel culture, probably. Yeah, we were, we talking, were talking about. Talking about that i guess yeah i don't remember what we said i think i said along the lines of i love boogie he a great person but he be putting himself in the he be digging a hole that he can't get out of a lot just from just from you know talking about stuff he should just stop talking about Um, that did not slow down that continued it continues it continues still love the dude i do uh, as far as as far as Game Grumps is like, I can see why somebody would not like Aaron. I don't like Aaron some days. It depends, you know. It all he doesn't he doesn't bother me as much as he used to. I think he's, I think he's gotten better over time. At least not in personally. like a personal as a human type of thing. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think there's any ill will or malice or like a lot of people right. when they say Aaron or Game Grumps is bad is. Usually because of an on-screen persona or their content or a video. Mm-hmm. Like, very rarely do people have receipts of actual things he's done. And when I have seen that stuff, it's been very inconclusive or, like, not a big deal. <laughs> like, one way or another. So that, that's, that's why I said that. It's just, like, from everything I've seen and from all the evidence I've received, it doesn't look like he is any way or form has any form of malice or is just an asshole to be an asshole loud and, and occasionally obnoxious. Sure. But like, I thought about that with PewDiePie too. And you know, yeah, he's in way more shit than 
anything Game Grumps ever did, so I don't know. Uh, I don't really watch Game Grumps a whole lot right now, anyways. I was I gonna want their watch Power their, Hour to um, come back, bro. That'd be dope. I was gonna watch their Hollow Knight Let's Play, but they only did like four episodes and then stopped. So yeah, you know, I got a lot of ill will towards Game Grumps right now. <laughs> a lot of inner hatred that you gotta let loose. Yeah. Shit, stupid. Dope. Well, thank you for the comment, Calfro, and Blue Media Marketing Absolutely. Podcast. Uh, Calfro also says under his Max account, I love how you guys hate on League, but Fortnite is fine. LMAO. That's fair. Shit on League today, bro. Let's go. That's fair. <laughs> I just Let's have go. played Fortnite and I have not played League. And uh, I don't have any interest in playing League. And I think that's because, from what I understand, a lot of the people that play League of Legends are are like people my age or older that are also toxic. Meanwhile, the Fortnite toxicity is just because it's, it's a bunch of younger people. Usually. Usually. Uh, but, with that said, I don't watch content on either of them. I don't play Oh, yeah, League, no. Oh, God, no. And I only play Fortnite with, like, three people. So, yeah, you know, that helps, I guess. If we all three, like, like League and played it together, we'd probably feel the same way. Yeah, I think so. But I think we all like the gameplay infinitely better in Fortnite, so that's why we didn't poo-poo it. But, no, the online community on both ends sucks ass. So. Yeah. It's just no funny to make that. fun of certain games, and League of Legends is one of them. Yeah. League of Legends is also like gotten so astronomically big and has stayed so for ten years mm-hmm. that I don't feel bad joking at it or like throwing a fucking rock through their window. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. what are they gonna do, right? Like they're fucking. It honestly, there's no video out there, and there better not be where it's like League of Legends is underrated. Like, bro, that shit's been massive for my entire teenage and adult life. Like. Fuck off. <laughs> like, the, yeah. that shit's beyond overrated. That's not, not to say not, that I couldn't get into it one day. Like, I probably could if I tried it, but I just don't care currently. But that's the type of game that it's like could be knocked down a few pegs, honestly. Yeah. So, whatever. Fortnite can too. It can. But I feel, I feel like people have a, a bad image of Fortnite, not even from a gameplay perspective, but from what they hear and see elsewhere. It's, it's the same like thing with Minecraft, right? Like yeah, they both you, have if you started play it, trends. It's not bad. And if you play it, it's it's actually kind of fun. Give things a try. Plus, they got that's Marvel characters in it right now, so that's true. League of Legends ain't got Doctor Doom. Eat exactly. A dick, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thanks again for the comment, bro. Appreciate it. Uh, the next one from Hi. Back on our channel reviews episode, saying, thanks for the review. I've thought about using TikTok, and now I have a new computer. I can try and upload more frequently and create more edits. As for branching out, it's something I thought about doing with some scripts scripts written, but I don't know if I'm totally comfortable yet, but but I hopefully I will. But one day, hopefully I will. Thanks again for the pointers, and I'll make sure to update the banner, LOL. Let me, let me, let me check and see if he updated that banner. He did. Did he? He did, really? Yeah, he did. What's it look like? Send me, a, send me a screenshot. Yeah, I got you. Hold on. Glad you enjoyed the episode, huh? 
Me too. I don't hear a lot from him other than like on Twitter. Yeah, I see him posting like some dumb shit he find on Twitter. So it was a surprise that uh, I think this is the same one, Zach. Is it? No. I think no, I'm pretty sure this is different. Mm, I don't know. I feel like it was that same kind of text and background. Maybe. I'm. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. I don't know. No, like, we don't really hear from him a lot, so it was a surprise that he uh, actually listened to it and gave it a comment and shit. That was epic. I agree. And they still think he could do a lot. Yeah. Uh, whether on YouTube or other socials. Um, all that advice that we gave, I, I still stand by, 100%. Me too. Thanks for listening to the episode. Thanks for the comment. Yep. And if you guys want to leave a content comment, please feel free to check out the YouTube channel. Just another YouTube podcast or the email, another YT podcast at gmail.com. You can uh, hit us up there and we'll be happy to read your, read your comments on the podcast. Yep. Yep. Um, again, keep in mind next episode will probably be shorter, not really sticking to a format and, uh, not going to be a whole lot visually happening on the screen. Just reminding you in case you somehow, Skip toward the end. I didn't hear. We are changing the format of the podcast. We are making some changes to try to make it easier on all of us. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, properly implementing some of that stuff next time. <laughs> It'll be epic. But anyways, I've been Zach. And I've been Aine. And thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Bye. Bye-bye. No, seriously. Where's the 100 guests? kind of withdrawing right now if you could hand me some geckage that'd be really positive